If you're sideways with the IRS, think about Mark Milton. He is the stltaxlawyer.com, the preeminent tax lawyer here in St. Louis and in the Midwest, widely recognized as one of the top tax resolution attorneys in the country. Again, it's Mark Milton at stltaxlawyer.com. He's a proud alum of St. Louis University. The law school earned his accounting degree from the University of Illinois. If you have IRS problems, visit stltaxlawyer.com today. Remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely on advertisements. So it's a Wednesday and let's bring in Brian Walton. Wednesdays with Walton. Brian Walton of thecardinalnation.com. Incredible job covering the Cardinals minor league system with an eye on what's happening at the major league level as well. And Brian, as always, a good day to you. How are things going? Oh, going great, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here talking about baseball in the middle, middle of summer. You got it. Uh, Sandy Alcantara goes tonight. He's got a one nine five ERA for the Marlins. And that deal uh, for Azuna really worked out well for Miami. Um, you look at Alcantara, now he signed long-term. Might be the best pitcher in the National League. They turned Zach Gallen into Jazz Chisholm. But my question to you is, did you see Alcantara turning into this kind of starter, front-end starter and one of the best in baseball when you saw him in the, the Cardinals minor league system? Well, you know, physically, uh, very, very impressive. And he was able to, you know, throw the strike, get the strikeouts in the minor leagues. But, you know, the thinking was more a middle-of-the-rotation kind of guy. He was certainly a ranked prospect. He was a guy. And, and of course, that's one of the reasons that Miami wanted him. That was, you know, they have an advantage being – at the same base as the Cardinals and Jupiter. So they get to see the players down there on a very, very regular basis. And he's a guy that they guessed right on. The Cardinals at the time, as you remember, Dan, needed a middle-of-the-order bat, and they could see two years of controllability for Marcelo Zuna and, you know, pull the trigger. That's one I'm sure they'd like to have back if they could because uh, Gallon and uh, Alcantara would be two guys that they would, you know, love to have in the rotation now. But, you know, you have to trade quality to get quality. And, you know, folks think that, you know, some folks, not a lot, but some folks think that you can trade six mediocre guys and get one star, and it doesn't work that way. The other team wants players with promise, too. And that particular trade obviously didn't turn out as good for St. Louis as one would hope. Absolutely. Um, okay, let's talk about the minor leagues. And there's a couple of guys. I think they're close, Brian. And depending on what happens, you know, throughout this season, middle of the season, towards the end, maybe we see him in the big leagues. It would be a rapid rise. But let's start with uh, – Graceffo, what's he doing right now, and how has he looked for you? And, and give our listeners an idea about this young man. Yeah, Gordon Graceffo, uh, 20, just 22 years old, signed out of Villanova last year, uh, fifth rounder. Uh, had the opportunity to start pitching right away in Class A ball and uh, got to extend himself, whereas opposed to Michael McGreevy, the, the first rounder, you know, had a heavier workload, and the Cardinals took it much slower with him. So Graceffo really you know, took care of his Class A, most of his Class A uh, responsibility last year, then started this season with Peoria, pitched very, very well, moved up to uh, to Springfield, double-A, was the pitcher of the month for both of the first two months in the system, and that's very, very unusual. Um, we're getting close now at the Cardinal Nation to naming our pitchers and players of the month for June. Graceffo is probably not going to win a third consecutive month because his ERA is all the way up to 3.49 for the month. <laughs> I, obviously, I, I say that facetiously, but 25 strikeouts against four walks in 28 innings. Again, this guy doesn't walk anybody. 219 batting average against. So, Gordon Graceffo continues to pitch very, very well at double-A, and he's a guy that 
I would think, you know, not right away, but maybe by the time he gets eight, 10, 12 starts under his belt at double A, you know, we might see him get a, a taste of triple A before the year's out. Yeah. I mean, I, I wonder if the Cardinals even flirt with the idea, depending on what happens with middle relief of saying, Hey, we'll, we'll just, we'll just jump start it right now and bring him up in middle relief. You never know. And, yeah, you know, it wouldn't be the, it wouldn't be the first time, Dan. No. You know, I was looking at I was kind of looking at the, the parallel to Andre Palante last year because Palante was in much the situa- same situation. Although he, uh, you know, being drafted a little earlier, jumped over both Class A levels, so he didn't pitch at Peoria or Palm Beach. So he went to Springfield, pitched very very well, and they moved him up at the end of the year. Then he went to the Arizona Fall League. So that's another one that we'll want to look you know, in a month or maybe six weeks from now to see which guys get invited to the Arizona Fall League because that, uh, Palante used that as a very successful springboard to the major leagues, as did Juan Yepes and Brendan Donovan and Nolan Gorman. So, um, you know, it'll be fun to see uh, how that goes. But, uh, of course, that's in the future. How about McGreevy? How has he looked, the, the top pick from a year ago? McGreevy and Graceffo pitched, you know, almost – identically well at Peoria. His first few starts at McGreevy's first few starts at Springfield were not as stellar as we would like to see, but over this month, 2.63 ERA and five starts, 28 strikeouts and 27 to third innings. Uh, just putting together uh, a very, very nice as he gets settled into that double a level. And like you said, it'll be fun to watch re- between these two um, McGreevy and Graceffo to see which one of them reached St. Louis sooner. Certainly, McGreevy is considered a better prospect, although I will tell you, Dan, uh, those who, who are uh, subscribers of the, Cardinals, the Cardinal Nation can see in our monthly uh, prospect rankings. I actually moved Graceffo one spot ahead of McGreevy, number six versus number seven this month, in recognition of the fact that Graceffo has had this continued stretch of excellence almost ever since he was drafted by the Cardinals. And I think, um, you know, it's been written about the fact that he was very, very, Graceffo was very, very serious in his offseason training, found three or four miles an hour on his fastball, and that turned him from a, a good prospect to a potentially very good prospect. 100%. Um, there was a guy that caught the attention of many of us that follow the minor leagues and, and love baseball, but Moises Gomez was the kid that was just hitting home run after home run to start this year, and, and there's a little bit of news with him, isn't there? Yeah, Moises Gomez is a um, was a former prospect in the Tampa Bay system and became a minor league free agent, but was, was still young, uh, only 23 years old now, signed with the Cardinals, and uh, you know tore up the Texas League was a co-leader in the minor in all of minor league baseball in home runs with 23 in uh, 61 games. And uh, his um, OPS is almost 1100, 1.094 at Springfield. So the Cardinals found a way to get him up to triple a and give Moises Gomez a chance. He's a guy that, you know, you know, has a potential major league future because he's got power. The downside to him is kind of the same discussion we had with Nolan Gorman. Moises Gomez strikeout rate at double a was 35%. And you don't like to see that, but you know, if a guy can consistently hit the ball hard and, you know, for average as Gomez did, and he was batting 317 at Springfield, um, you know, that that's a big positive for him. And of course the opportunity opened up for Gomez because of the injuries, the Cardinals have three outfielders on the injured list, O'Neill Bader and Dickerson. So they brought up, uh, not only brought Lars Newpeck, but Connor Capel as a, probably a short-term uh, a solution there. And so that meant that Memphis needed another outfielder, and that opened the door for Moises Gomez. Let's talk a little bit about uh, a kid that was really, really good, obviously, when he first started in the Cardinals system, and that's Malcolm Nunez. What's happening with him? And, and maybe give our listeners a little background on him, too. 
Yeah, Malcolm Nunez was a, a, a Cuban signing that the Cardinals made several years ago, and he immediately went to play in the Dominican Summer League and became the uh, Triple Crown winner in that league. So led the league in uh, home runs, batting average, RBI. So he was a Malcolm Nunez was a very effective hitter there. Then he came to the U.S. and had a couple years where he kind of dropped under the radar. He was still a top 20 prospect in the system, but didn't have the kind of year he did overseas, of course. And he got up to Springfield last year and didn't really hit all that well, came back to Springfield this year. Again, uh, did not have a good April or May, but in the month of June, the light switch somehow turned on for Moises Gomez, uh, hit two home runs in the same inning, uh, you know, uh, Fernando Tatis, although only one of them was a grand slam, hit two home runs in the same inning last night, has eight home runs, 25 RBI in April, uh, OPS of 1163. So Malcolm Nunez is, you know, never fell off the prospect radar, but he's a guy that, um, was a third baseman, but there's this guy named Jordan Walker playing third base at Springfield. And, of course, there's another guy at St. Louis playing third base that's going to be there for a long time. So the Cardinals moved Nunez off third base, made him a first baseman. And so that you know potentially opens up some opportunity for him, but only if Malcolm Nunez can continue to show the power that he's shown this month. And just to put it in perspective, that eight home runs this month compares to a total of three over the first two months of the season combined. So, um, you know, Malcolm Nunez is in a strong position to uh, become the player of the month in the system, at least in, in our assessment. Uh, but he needs to show that consistency over time. And he's another one that if he you know, continues to play well, the Cardinals may challenge him at AAA before the year's out. Alec Burleson is a guy that, uh, you know, he's just tearing it up at AAA. He just keeps on hitting, hitting, hitting. So, Let's talk a little bit about where he's playing defensively and, Brian, just his year so far. It's been really good. Yeah, Burleson's a corner outfielder, um, and he does really everything well. He's shown power for the first time this year in a, at, a, at a high level. He's one of the leaders of the, the AAA International League in home runs, uh, saying for average, uh, driving in runs. He's really done everything that the Cardinals have asked him to do in AAA, and it's a little hard for some to see, and nothing against Connor Capel, who – is you know on the out in the outside edges of our prospect list. He's in the 40s, uh, as opposed to uh, uh, Alec Burleson, who's on the edge of the top 10. Why you know why a Connor Capel gets called up instead of an Alec Burleson? But the Cardinals have some roster challenges. They had a couple of short-term opportunities when guys go on the COVID list. Those 40-man roster spots can be used temporarily. But there's, you know, and then, of course, the question is playing time. You can bring up a Connor Capel and not have to play him every day. But when Alec Burleson, it's sort of like with the discussion we had with Nolan Gorman earlier this year. When you bring Alec Burleson, you know, up, you want to see him play every day. And he could play for Tyler O'Neill every day in left field. But then you've also got a couple of other very promising rookie who are showing well in Juan Yepes and Brendan Donovan who need a place to play too. So the Cardinals have a wealth of rookies right now that are contributing that have sort of blocked Alec Burleson for a while. But I only say for a while because we know that he's going to make his debut this year. Uh, you just hope it's not the case where, uh, you know, a whole bunch of players go on the injury injured list for a long, long time. Because we care, you're just in source for basement do you have a waterproofing issue in your basement? Stratum Structural Systems is there to help. It's why they're the number one waterproofing company in the Midwest. They put the customer's interest first, provide lasting solutions, and eliminate the homeowner stress. StratumRepair.com Because we care, your trusted source for basement repair. It's Stratum. Hey, it's Dan McLaughlin, and I want to remind you about Rottler. It is pest season, and that means you need to go to the most trusted pest control company in the Midwest, and that is Rottler. Rottler.com. I, I think you're like me. I, I love seeing 
Major League debuts. They're special. There's so much that goes into them. And I'd have to say that this past week with James Nail, that's one of the better ones I've seen. I, I, I just thought that was awesome. And he was pitching well, and he gets the call up, so it was pretty cool to see. How many young men across the Midwest, across the country, have you know played catch with their dad in the backyard and uh, or their mom for that matter and and dreamed one day of you know being on the mound in Bush Stadium and and wearing the birds on the bat and oh, this yeah. something that James Neal you know did and it didn't come easy for him he had to work hard he didn't come from the big program and the high draft pick and the big dollars he just worked worked away for ten years at age twenty nine you know gets his chance and I don't know how long he'll be in the major leagues but you know it. The, it, it, it matters to him, obviously, but the, the point is, you know, getting there and being able to share that with the family and the friends and the coaches and the support network. It's just it's just a wonderful thing to see, not only for him, but for all those other people who are you know behind all these players. We, you know, we don't always see the families and and all the and folks, the host families in the minor league cities and all the people who contribute to helping these young men succeed. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and I'll wrap it up. Connor Capel gets a call up. We haven't seen a plate appearance yet. He came in uh, last night. He pinch ran, stayed in the game, and then uh, we saw him in defensively make a, a major league debut. But that's cool to see, too. I mean, the Cardinals have now 11 guys making their major league debut this year, Brian. Yes, and, you know, we really didn't think that that was going to be the case. You know, it looked like they had a lot of veterans on the roster. It looked like things were pretty well set. And, uh, you know, for 11 players, I mean, it says there have been injuries, but that means – you know, that's why the minor league system is there, right? The minor league system is there to develop players, to have them ready, and to be able to step in and contribute right away in the major leagues. And I think that's been, you know, very, very successful. Connor Capel is a guy who came over from Cleveland in the trade for Oscar Mercado uh, back a few years ago and can play center field. Um, you know, sort of sort of a, a Lars Newtbar light, maybe, you might say. Um, probably not going to be in the major leagues for a long, long time, but he's been at AAA now for – two or three years and has shown that he can contribute at that level. And you got, you like to have guys like that ready to come up and fill short-term gaps. Brian, we'll wrap it up with this. What are you working on at thecardinalnation.com? Well, as I alluded to earlier, Dan, in addition to our, our normal regular features on the, the minor league teams and the daily recaps, uh, we're putting our heads together to decide our pitchers and player uh, players of the month across the Cardinal system. That'll get announced uh, this coming weekend. Um, and we, not only announce the names, but we go into depth on the stats of all the players across the system. There's one other guy I want to mention just briefly, and that's a guy who was our emerging pitcher of the year last year, a young man who was 21 at the time. Now he's 22 from the Dominican named Enohan Paniagua. Paniagua. And Paniagua, like I said, performed very well at Palm Beach last year, caught our eye. Now if you jump ahead to this year, Paniagua is leading the Florida State League in ERA and strikeouts a 2.18 ERA in June. And so, you know, here's a, here's a young man who has slipped into our top 20 before a lot of folks have ever heard of him. And again, a guy you want to look out for in Ohan Paniagua. Awesome stuff, Brian. Thank you again. As always, you're always flexible with these crazy schedules during the season and uh, look forward to catching up next week. You got it, Dan.